0: One thing I, I wanted to go over while we were reviewing the last Dance documentary and I didn't get a chance to bring it up was how great of a 90s Amad Rashad had. I mean, think about it. Best friends with Michael <laughs> was literally friends with everybody. Had a job where he had he got to travel around the country interviewing hoopers, doing goofy, fun stuff, married to Claire Huxtable. Yo, who had a better 90s than Amad Rashad?
1: Bill
0: Clinton. Bill Clinton did have a good '90s as well, but was it better than Amara Rashad? Better. <laughs> could... You know, Tom Hanks in there too. Listen, he had the heavyweight title of, you know, actors right then. You know, his back-to-back performances in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, and then yeah. stuff like he had the belt. But did they really have a better '90s than Amara Rashad?
2: Amara Rashad no, couldn't Amar pronounce Dwayne Shinsis.
0: Type and you, sir.
2: Dwayne. And now, this week, Dwayne. Dad, there's a dunk from the King Center with the flowing hair. Dwayne. I'm, Y'all know I'm what I'm talking about. Know. You're laughing.
0: I'm glad he did become a star because this Giannis shit, thank God for the Greek freak. But this Giannis <laughs> shit, like, what are we supposed to do, man, as a. D- 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 d-
2: my main man, Giannis the Greek freak on the boom boom boom.
3: <laughs>
2: shout out to shout out to the Greek freak on the boom boom boom
0: <laughs> That's good shit.
3: Riding in the streets, try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white ride, get a black nigga shot. Strapped full of yes, cause the pig finna ride. Blasphemy, yes, they ain't asking for God. They ran through the stars, they ran through the spas. It's hard to get mad when it's mad niggas gone. gone. Yeah. No fear of the law. Lights turning off, niggas' head coming off. Yeah, nigga, ran through the yard. Flight club gone, they ain't there, taking off. Brazilian, we are, we still here tomorrow. My dog got looted, said it's fair, but it's all. America is gone, and here are the results. I'm trying to move different, but to where? Cause I'm lost. Left, right. Side, side, oh. Side, side, oh. Niggas peace, some niggas want I never lack passion, I lack knowledge. Celebrate the
0: progress. That's how we Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the hottest new pod on the scene. Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with
1: the chairshot.com. Always use your head.
0: And we implore you to use your heads and think about it. What's your favorite website to go to on a day-in and day-out basis? We already know it's the chair shot. I'm going to answer it for you. Porn so hub. the best way to make sure that we keep providing this, you said hold up? No, I said Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, what's your second favorite website to go to? Absolutely. We, God damn it, just make sure you go to ProWrestlingTeams.com forward slash the Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content that we provide day in and day out, show us a little bit of love. We've got a t-shirt for everybody here. And go to ProWrestlingTeams.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes. Thank you, sir. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by PC Tunney and making his triumphant return to the three-man weave. Mr. Raymond
1: Cash <laughs> What's happening? Uh, I, you you want to know want to know a real this 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 dates me a little bit, uh, but you want to know a real good porn site to go to that's free? Tumblr. Yeah, that oh, does date you a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's
0: cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Shout out. What's to, happening? Shout. Shout out to your shirt, by the way, man. I, I meant to bring that up in uh before we started recording, but that's a that's a nice shirt, there, sir
1: appreciate that man appreciate that had to represent a little bit got a little hook up on a, a nice little price on it so you know nice, for those, nice. Of, for those of you who can't see it's uh got all the faces of all the unfortunate uh men and women of african descent uh murdered or gunned down or kneeled on by our law enforcement so yeah there's that so,
0: gentlemen, yeah,
1: how's everybody doing,
0: man? Happy Father's Day to Ray and yeah, man, y'all, y'all, everybody doing all right?
1: The dream, brother. Uh, I, look, I just had a whole, I just had a whole ass holiday. I can't complain too much.
2: Tell but us about, tell, n- tell us about your Father's Day, Ray.
1: Okay, so I woke up. So in our uh, race started out will back in the, No I'm
2: just playing. Can I can I pull <laughs> up I don't know what no, um, I don't know what show this is from, but someone said, Tell me about your day and they said that and they go, Stop. That's how every fucking day begins. You wake up. That's the beginning of every motherfucking day, and this guy went off about that's that's how you start every day, you wake up. I'm sorry. It just hit me. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Wake up. Um what, what, what does Wayne say? Uh, wake up in the morning, take a piss, and thank the man. Um, but I mean, uh, no, it,
0: I, we uh, it beats the alternative, right? This is true. <laughs> this is yeah. true.
1: Um. No, but my my kids. Um. Uh, we had a big cookout uh, Saturday. Grilled like had a, a big uh, Mexican dinner cookout. Grilled shrimp and fish. And, not fish, but uh, chicken and beef made taco. And queso, and just had, had a blast. So yeah, it was awesome. I didn't do shit Sunday. So yeah, that's 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 what you want as a dad—not to do nothing. The whole the whole job of a father—they say it's to protect and provide. No, it's to do the most stuff possible with the least effort. That's the Job of a father. That's
0: the job of a
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yes. This is the this is what a man is made of.
0: Do it all without doing anything. Yes.
1: So you're a Mexican food guys? That's your go-to? Well, I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a Texan, so I was born with Mexican food, and so in, in barbecue my veins. Uh, yes, I love me some Mexican food, but actually, my favorite food is Italian.
0: Ah, uh, interesting. Oh. BC, what's your go-to, man?
2: i don't really have a go-to i i I like a whole bunch of different kinds of food it's it's funny you brought up italian and i i golfed with my dad yesterday and then we went out for lunch afterwards and i had some arancini which is like risotto stuffed with it's a risotto ball packed with mozzarella inside breaded and deep fried and it was so fucking great um that's what i had for lunch but our our appetizer was um blackened pork belly bites and oh my god it's the best thing ever my dad had never had them before i had had them at the place we went to and i'm like listen i'm ordering these try one and he ate half and i ate half uh he loved it so broaden your horizons when it comes to food folks i've i'm such a I've, I've called all of our shows food shows because it always comes back to food you know i love food so yeah i mean that's great that you're out in the grill getting it done for the fam it, it always seems to bring everybody together the smell the feel What's going on? Mm. The kids like it. They see dad dominating the heat and making great food.
0: There's nothing like that smell on the grill, man.
1: Like, there's just something about
0: smelling that grill and that meat cooking on that grill. It's
1: just, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And and the cool part about it was all of us had put our hands in something. Like, even, even my daughter was actually even if it was just stirring the beans or putting tortillas on the griddle to make sure they're brown, like just the smallest thing. Um, uh, it was, it was cool. It was, it was a real family effort. And, oh my God, look, you know, we all, we all think our shit don't stink, but like my shit was good.
2: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure. it was. Nice.
1: Nice.
0: Nice. So in order for father's day, I made a uh, father's day gumbo and I've, I have almost perfected the cheddar biscuit. So the first time I did it, the seasoning was a little off. This time, the biscuits didn't rise the way that I wanted to. Like, they look weird as hell, but they taste good. So I think the third time that I try to do it, I, I've got it. I'm, I've got it down. I know exactly what i got to do. Because this time, I think I added a little bit too much milk. So the problem was, you know, when I tried to go and make the biscuit, it was too Sogy. watery. Yeah, it was too soggy, so that's why it didn't rise like it was supposed to rise. But taste wise, it was it was in there like swimwear. So yeah, so shout out to my gumbo and my cheddar biscuits. Uh, we just
1: shout out our food. That's what we're doing.
0: I mean, we could, but I don't think anybody would listen to the podcast. But yeah, if you got a, a favorite dish that you want to shout out and put yourself over, go for it.
1: Well, PC, can can we just do a, a tight forty five on food? Forget the sports for a day.
2: I am so down. You don't have to ask me twice. I have so many things to say about food. I can tell you shows to watch. I can tell you what I ordered the other Friday. I mean, I just had some spicy dandan from Tan Popo, a little Chinese ramen with pork belly on top, Italian sausage in it, ground up, bamboo shoots with a dandan sauce. I have half the broth left in my fridge right now, and I'm wondering what I'm going to do tomorrow at the grocery store, what kind of noodles and meat I'm going to put in there and pour that broth into. So, that's the kind of foodie i am uh i i love all that shit and if you're not watching it it's a japanese show there is subtitles deal with it it's called midnight diner on netflix it's fucking awesome nice nice see my
0: issue is man i stopped eating pork five years ago and i miss pork but i'm at the point now where if i try to eat some pork i'm gonna get sick so it's just it's just a yeah. rap with me and pork so i gotta
1: get a little more creative yeah, well, I mean, look, turkey, buffalo meat. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot of alternatives out there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you want to stick with meat, some people will just go vegan. I God bless you. I don't know. I don't get it. But you know, like, but you know, there's there's a whole bunch out there uh, that's leaner and better for you than pork. Cause pork really ain't good for you. But you know good. what? You know what pisses
0: me off about that vegan shit? Because they try to act like it's normal shit. Like they'll. Give it names like oh oh vegan pizza or vegan tacos, and it'll be like you know saw grass and wheat dust and 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 you know what I mean
2: and fucking uh uh, uh shrubs. And the you only thing, I mean? like, the, the uh, only thing pizza or tacos about it is how it looks. And who gives a shit how it looks as well how it tastes?
1: Uh, yeah. The one that got me is my favorite. my 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 favorite go to food is buffalo wings any type. I'm a buffalo wing connoisseur. These fools got cauliflower buffalo wings, and they they look, they're cauliflower, but they look just like the buffalo wings. And it's, no, I don't want that. I want food. Give me some meat. When it comes to. The
0: buffalo cauliflower is not bad, though. Like, it's actually tasty. I mean, if you got your mouth set for some meat, you want some meat. Like, it is what it is. But buffalo cauliflower ain't bad.
2: When it comes to proteins, the only suitable replacement I've had is uh, Portobello mushroom cap burgers instead of burger burgers, but it's okay. still not like beef, right? For me, I've had cauliflower noodles instead of like the actual whey protein kind of thing going on with the noodles for those of the who were like uh, celiac disease and can't have like breading and things of that nature. Um, that's excellent. The cauliflower noodles are fucking phenomenal
0: if i want to uh, get away from meat i'll just make a, a pot of beans because you get your your protein and whatnot and i mean obviously there's no meat but well when i cook my beans i, I have like a smoke. i'll throw like a smoked turkey neck or a smoked turkey leg or something like that in there you, you know, are
2: anti-pork because pork goes with beans brother
0: I can't eat pork, you PC. Gotta, I will be sick.
2: Slowly come back just a little bit into the beans. I You'll will be get fine. Sick. That's okay. You're willing to risk it. Are you that. gonna
0: hold my hair are you gonna hold my hair while it's coming out of both ends, sir? No. Because I don't not. think you will. No, I
2: won't. Both of them no. You're right. Yeah. Where would I stand? I, Where would I stand for that?
0: I had a pizza. <laughs> probably about two years ago and they accidentally put some pork on there because my pizzas i'll get like ground beef and i mean because it's coming out there. of both ends where do i stand in, like five days i, I don't know well uh, you know well you're probably not gonna wipe want to wipe my shitty ass i thought like, i was just holding your hair know.
2: now i'm wiping your ass i also want to know is where to stand <laughs>
0: Why don't you stand in the uh, turkey line So we can get some turkey sausage
2: I'm here I'm trying to help you Just tell me where to stand
0: (laughs) Pork is delicious though Shout out to all the pork eaters Mm -hmm. It's delicious I miss it
2: You should I do Alright we won't just talk about food Let's talk about sports Uh, (laughs) Let's do it like this
0: sports 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 sports. the chairshot.com always use your head
2: most definitely the first thing we want to talk about today is something that we hoped we wouldn't have to talk about anymore and the fact that nascar had decided to ban confederate flags from the tracks and everywhere that they were and you know obvious move good for them for taking that step but the news is that a noose was found in the garage and the team garage at the track of bubba wallace who is a black nascar driver obviously unacceptable ridiculous and i'll echo the sentiments that i heard this morning on get up from Stephen a is i'm not mad Uh, this person's just showing their ignorance
0: I mean it's NASCAR though You know what I mean Uh, That doesn't excuse or absolve anybody from bad behavior But our white listeners Let me me just tell you like this man If you find yourselves in a position where there's a lot of non-black people there And not a whole lot of black people Typically that's by design Like that's how they want that to be Like they don't really want blacks there you know what I mean so that that's just what it is and this Bubba thing I don't know right like it, it smells a little fishy I mean we can find a melon farmer we, we literally walk around with tracking devices on us at all times i.e. our cell phones and I'm not saying that somebody didn't do this I'm saying we can't figure out who did this
1: well so it's I, I'm game to give somebody. I'm game to give them a day or two because there, there, while there wasn't the number mass number of people that can get back there on a regular race day when the world hasn't ended, there was still a good of credentials to get back there. A day or so to find the culprit. Now, to get to the first thing you said, I think the biggest sin of NASCAR is this. When we heard the news, nobody was surprised. In fact, Marty Smith, who I've 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 said privately, I, <clears throat> I shout him out on Twitter today, but has long been one of my favorite um, journalist um sports personalities because you can he just it's just something different about the dude that's different than everybody else, and you can tell anything he reports on, he loves and he cares about and like he showed his ass today on get up. And on um, First Take, like, it was, it like, it was so pointed and beautiful that, like, he was trending on Twitter all day. But uh, uh, even Martin Smith said he thinks this shouldn't be a big deal for NASCAR, but the reason he thinks this is, like, real change for NASCAR is simply this. Had this happened in the past, it wouldn't even have been announced. It just would have been something under the rug. So that, at the very least, shows you that they're aware and they're trying to change, which is I'll never I never admonish anybody for trying to change. But your point is extremely valid. It's NASCAR, and we expected it to come along with the territory. No different than what was it Alabama that just banned that just officially banned slavery like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Like yeah. they just it's like. This is a long time and a lot of ingrained um, hatred that's involved in the root of that and the soul of that sport. But the thing that gave peace and solace about it not only is what the rest of the drivers feel, Richard Petty, if you know anything about Richard Petty, along with Dale Earnhardt, a couple Mm -hmm. other guys, he is the OG. They call him the king, right? Maybe the most popular driver that sport has ever had outside of what Dale Jarrett and and um Earnhardt Sr. Dude
0: and and, and Dick Trickle. Um, we got to shout out Dick Trickle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that that Mister Trickle. Okay.
2: So um in order, it's gonna be Petty. Earnhardt Senior and Earnhardt Junior is probably the third most popular, and then you got like Jeff Gordon.
0: Yeah, I was about to say like I, Jeff I, Gordon might break into that top three as well.
1: I would agree. Well, you got to remember NASCAR fans don't like Jeff Gordon because Jeff Gordon yeah. is completely opposite of NASCAR people.
0: That's true. That's um,
1: true. but uh, um, but uh, sorry, my daughter just threw me off. Um. No, and
0: let me me say this, man, while you gather your thoughts. I'm not saying that every person associated with NASCAR is racist. I mean, literally, the law averages. That's just not—it's impossible for that to be the case. And I don't claim to know what's in somebody's heart. All I'm saying is, man, whenever you have a situation where there is a lot of Caucasian people and not a lot of black people, I'm saying that there's some institutional shit in there which is baked in, which is— that's why it is it's not that black people don't want to do it like that's what it is Uh, you know I I have the same thing I have this uh, conversation with uh, my significant other Amber all the time talking about the PGA Tour it's like okay Tiger bust on the scene and you know made a, a bazillion dollars so you would think that some golf instructor if it was just all up and up and it was all gravy and we all got along, you would think that there would be some golf instructor somewhere down the line that would travel somewhere to the hood and go try to find his Tiger Woods if it wasn't some other
1: stuff going on. You know what I mean? Does that does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yes, on the level but no from a reasonable standpoint because the reason why the real reason why black folk don't play golf and there's institutional racism and in all this but the real reason
2: is it's expensive. I, but that's, that's, my, really, but that's talked, my point. Right, you've, talked ahead, to, you've brought up this point before, right? And so I, I grew up in barely middle, middle class family, right? Like my parents make a lot more money now than they did when I was growing up. So it wasn't lower middle class, but we were middle class. But out of everything that you can go and do, out of any sport you can go and do, you have to spend more money to golf than anything else, and it's why I did in high school because I got to golf for free, and that was fucking awesome, right? So, it's interesting to me. There's Tiger's done a lot of things to set up golf, um, golf schools, and golf etiquette, and golf programs everywhere. But you bring it up, the fact that basketball is the most popular, and you say the decline on baseball. I mean, look at hockey. Baseball and hockey are two of the most expensive sports to play if you're a kid. Now, not only does your kid have to go out, and it's not a sport he can, you know, just go ahead and he can practice in the backyard, but he still needs golf balls. He still needs to buy clubs. And then if you want to go to a course, you've got to pay every single time you go to do that, and that's not cheap whatsoever, not even for someone that works full time as a grown adult in the middle class of America.
1: So okay. and, and no, to, 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 to Chris's point real quick, that is part of the, 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 the and institutional uh, racism. I think it's on the on the on, on a more conscious level, not subconscious but on a more conscious level. Like, i for like be a doctor. Like, I went to a medical uh, my freshman year because I was going to be a doctor. My mom said when, when I told her I wanted to be a doctor when I was young, when I was like five, maybe when Tiger started getting hot, she told me, Look, I want you to start playing golf because so many deals are done on the golf course. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't, My mom wasn't probably around PC. Like, lower middle class, just barely on the middle class level, right? uh the reason I never did it was because we couldn't afford to do it. it. wasn't that we didn't want to. So, thinking that some rich dude would come to the hood, that would be perfect. He'd have to pay all that money out of his pocket. You know which people don't like spending their money.
0: That's fair. Y'all both make good points, man. I'm I'm just saying, we saw the explosion with Tiger Woods, and I feel as if, if there wasn't some other shit going on there in the PGA Tour because we see this in basketball how many times did, you know because the you know I, I'm, I'm i'm of the belief that the aau culture in basketball has low-key kind of ruined basketball because it gives too much power to 13 year olds you know what I mean? like I, i'm not saying yeah, i'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of people yeah. that you know they they pay out of pocket because they know they're going to get something later on out the deal and i i, I would see if everything was all the up and up and everything was all good i could see a, a, a individual going to the hood or going to the the black community and pulling out an, a, another tiger and hitching his wagon to that tiger knowing that he's going to get paid off in the end but we didn't see that happening
2: right but is was tiger really pulled out of the hood for well, like, as almost, far as what you're almost, saying you know what i mean like that's what you're saying yeah, he, wa- yeah, he was yeah. he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't. Do you know what he i mean wasn't. And 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 to that point,
1: think about the reason Tiger was so good. What does a dad do what does dad do for a living? He was a golf instructor.
2: Well, he was a military so like, man, so he was regimented. I mean, and that's what you need. Well, he, golf is all about doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Golf is like a free throw. You want the same swing every time. You want the same mastery of your stroke every single time.
0: He he was also a pimp, but we so probably Jack, shouldn't him. go there.
2: Shaq would need I'm need You can look this shit
0: up. You can look this up. I see Ray's face. Literally, you can look this up.
2: Is he that maybe? Is that is that maybe why Tiger got into getting different women all around the world and b- giant bottles of vodka in his hotel rooms?
0: I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this,
2: but you it, can literally uh, this look is like, this up. Hold Girl on, this Woods. is yeah, hold on, folks. We're bringing you five minutes of PC and plaid on pot is war here. Not three men weave. Apparently, we're about to get scandalous. <laughs>
0: earl woods was a pimp for the united states government he was over in vietnam and he ran a whole house in vietnam the rationale being you know you you gotta have some girls for the for the troops to keep up the morale i heard not want them to i heard no no no,
2: listen no no i heard that story too and you know who i heard was assistant to the regional manager out there was slim boulder
0: you're talking shit. I'm being dead ass. You can look this shit up. Look at Ray. And and the reason that they Ray's yeah, like what the, the
2: fuck's going on right now?
0: But the reason they had the whole house was, a, hey, hey, they want to keep the the rationale for the troops up, you know. I mean they will keep the morale up for the troops, and they were scared of them going into the cities because a, they, you know, they might catch diseases, and b, most importantly, you know, they might get set up by the quote unquote enemy at the time. But yeah, Earl Woods literally ran a whole house in Vietnam, and that's where he met Tiger's mom because he had a whole ass family back here in the United States, and Tiger's mom was like his bottom bitch out there, and he fell, they fell in love and he brought her back here to the states and they birthed Tiger Woods like this is this is facts oh, this so, ain't conspiracy uh, this ain't conjecture this shit actually happened
1: people this
3: actually funny.
0: happened I, I'm not bullshit. I, look
1: I, I believe you I just wasn't expecting to be not educated today and I don't idea. know
0: how we got here but we're here now
2: the thoughts and opinions <laughs> of Christopher Platt and the three man weave in general are not necessarily the thoughts reflected by the com.
0: Look it up, man. Do your own research. I'm not bullshitting you, man. This shit is real. I don't even know how we got here. Perhaps we should move on to the next topic. Yeah. Shout out to Bubba, well,
1: by the way. Shout out to Bubba. He finished yes, we 14th. we didn't and, mean we didn't mean to marginalize <laughs> for the. <laughs> but, oh, I remember my my point real quick was that Richard Petty, who owns Petty Racing, who is the owner of the 43 car that. Bubba drives. Remember Richard Petty's number was 43. Richard Petty was, was so incensed about what happened. He's 82. He left from home. He ain't been out since COVID. And he went to the spot today and was like, and I think the one what I remember him saying is, I just want to hug my driver. So I thought that, that was because he didn't have to do that.
0: Shout, yeah, man. Shout out to Richard Petty. And shout out to Bubba Wallace who finished 14th at the 500 that happened today actually where they finished it up today so shout out to bubba shout out to richard petty and shout out to earl
2: woods i mean (laughs) (laughs) let's take a pause for the cause briefly here as everybody regroups promotional
1: consideration paid for by the following sierra
3: hotel india echo lima delta
0: Use your head.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the UFC. The UFC, almost like WWE, has pretty much been happening uh, a small break, but they came back first. They've contained things. There's been no outbreaks there. They are about to set forth in July something very spectacular, something they did uh, almost a month ago. They have been and just finished up uh, this weekend is they had – four different fight nights in four weeks. Now they're going to do three fight nights in eight days starting with UFC 251 headlined by Kamaru Usman defending his title against Gilbert Burns. You also are going to have Volkanovski against Holloway and Peter Yan against Jose Aldo. That's a stack card for the pay-per-view. I expect tons of buys but that's a Saturday. We're going to move forward to july 15th middle of the week you got calvin Kattar against danny Ige and frankie edgar coming back against pedro munos i'm sorry i'm reading this right now folks please bear with me because i i didn't want to have to write it all down couldn't want to didn't want to mess it up and then finally finishing the next saturday figurito against benavidez you know in between here we got a whole bunch of other fights robert Whitaker is fighting you got shogun rua Nog's coming back. Antonio Nagara. You got Alexander Gufsusen returning against Fabricio Verdum. Yes, I love pronouncing all these phenomenal names that happened in the UFC. You did well. Ray. You did well. Talk to me about what I just ran down and what they're going to do within eight days. Plat- this is on Fight Island, brother. Eight days, three different fight <laughs> sessions. They're going back to the full-size octagon. I want to start with Ray first.
0: Can can we please give PC an ovation for being able to pronounce all those names? That was impressive.
1: You don't say. You, I mean, you say I'm just as good as Joe Rogan does. So I mean, you know, and um, I'm and I'm
2: drinking. <laughs> and well, he's, he's high, so No, time. yeah, yeah all the time. Yeah, not like this though, but like that, probably for the show.
1: Oh, oh, oh the good stuff. Um, so what I have, what I have appreciated. About these kind of um, contained shows that they've been doing is because they were they were not able to have shows. They just got fights on, fights on top of fights on top of fights on top of fights on top of fights, and a lot of these fights that are, 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 that, are that are a lot of people you might not know off top, but are amazing fighters in ring or in octagon. That UFC 251 card is stacked. Like the two other fights you didn't mention are uh, uh, the thug, thug Rose Namahunis versus Jessica Condrati. and Pays Van Zant is on that fight too. Like it's it's stacked, bro. Um, so like I I, I think I, I think it's amazing. Um, I think the
2: Fight Island idea is hilarious. <laughs> still,
1: but <you> no. Know, <laughs> Go
2: ahead, Platt I know you're dying to talk about Fight Island and you got you got three different fight nights in eight days yeah and to to Ray's point before we played, you go i'm sorry i'm really sorry i want i want i wanna hit this one you got you have the best amount of fight- the best quality fights here, even though we've had really good quality fights in the states while they could do what they could do there here you have international travel available now, right there's a lot of people that can't get into the United States right now that couldn't fight so you make it out in Saudi, out in the Middle East, there, off the off the islands there, or whatever they're doing on the island, and people are more ready to get there, able to come. You
0: know, I I understand the UFC's not their ideology, but their what could I say their wrath now for continuing to fight during the pandemic because I get it. Nothing else is going on sports wise. So, why not throw on some fights and maybe you can pick up some fans that weren't necessarily into your product and there's no other sports going on. We're all thirsty for sports, obviously. So, yeah. So, maybe you'll pick up some fans and they'll be like, okay, this is cool. I can, I can rock with it. So, yeah, I, I understand their rationale. Do I think that Dana White has come across the best during this whole thing? Of course not. But he also came up with a genius idea. It's utterly ridiculous, but fight island is genius so <laughs> and I everybody's on their head when i go to fight
2: no island. i i agree with you 100 how many people ask to fight on fight island like i think i'm gonna buy 251 i mean the main event is ridiculous uh daniel Gibson's last fight the way he fought was phenomenal i i fully expect the winner of this fight to i don't know uh who's who's there next for them i mean Connor, come back, maybe. I don't know. What What do you think? So, Habib so will
1: a... be, okay. be the next guy to come back. You got it.
2: No, I've got a couple
0: of more ideas in regards to Fight Island. So, how about, you know, as the fighters come to the ring, they come to the ring on rafts off the water, oh, and maybe we put like some uh, some torches or some flames in the water, so they like they're now need, they're coming off now the water in rafts. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know the war paint We just your added eyes, more
2: we just like added more that, people now we know. need makeup artists we add more people <laughs> lifeguards makeup <laughs> artists uh yeah like canoe instructors that's like 84 more people god damn what a dumb fucking idea
3: it's God.
0: Fight Island, man. Let's get as ridiculous as we possibly can because the idea of Fight Island is ridiculous. So let's just rock with it.
2: let not just say there's it. 17 people on the card tonight. That's right, 17, because we don't need an even number because everybody's going to get in the octagon at the same time. <laughs> it's Fight Island. Dun, dun.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like my ideas. And Dana, if you're listening, man, you can take these for free, man. I'm not even going to charge you for them.
1: You look. I, boy, look, I, I, you know,
2: <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> man, look, you look, you, if you, if you, if you, ne- if you ever thought that Dana was legit businessman and wasn't a Carney, Then don't pay attention to this, because this is straight out of the Vince McMahon book of gimmicks.
2: No, we but can't, we can't fight. I want to I interject. I want to interject. I completely disagree. This idea for Dana White was invented so that everybody could fly to a location when there weren't flights able to go into certain places. That I firmly believe that. Dana White wanted to continue his business. He wanted to continue to put on shows. He knew he could do it in a safe way. He knew he could regulate it. I mean, these are small teams. You can isolate them. You can grab a broad space, make sure everybody's okay, bring them in, to a secured location where really much nobody else goes and there's no restrictions on you flying in and out of there. That's, to me, what I think. I'm sorry to interject.
0: No, you good. I? I apologize, Ray. Can I say this, man? Can we get this shit out the way? I've been saying this on every platform that I've had since I've had platforms, and nobody wants to talk about this. Dana White is not the head of the UFC. Dana White heads the UFC in the same way that Stephanie McMahon Helmsley was head of Raw. He gets a W two just like the rest of us at the end of the year.
2: Did you say He's Stephanie McMahon Helmsley UFC. gave head on Raw?
1: Shut up! Uh, I, I, so I have to disagree with you on that. Is he the owner of the UFC? No. No. But the owners of the UFC. But the, But no. But the owners of the UFC do not have a. they don't do anything they're silent owners but
2: dana sets up the cars. where the
1: owner is
2: they put the money up though man he's the dana's the the promoter dana's the main man he's he while vince mcmahon owns everything and sets everything other people own ufc and dana white they trust him to set everything he's in charge of what's going to happen
0: like uh like Kurt Angle was the general manager of a Raw. It's the same thing. UFC is owned by oh. William Morris Endeavors, which is the the highest and the top. age. Does he actor get specific
2: instructions sometimes age. from them? Yes, but he's I, the guy out there making things happen. I got you. I got you. I got you. I
1: got you. It's no. like it's like no.
0: P Diddy and Ciroc. No, P Diddy doesn't own Ciroc, but he's the the face of Ciroc. It's the same thing.
1: Same thing. Damn. Dana White is like Michael Eisner, the guy who is the CEO of Disney. Does he own it? No. But he is the he is the boss. Nothing happens. He is the the be all end all of decisions. Dana is the be all end all of decisions. And he also is a co owner of the company. And not like a little bit. He owns like ten percent of the company.
0: Ten percent. You can't be the boss if you ain't putting up the money, Ray. Let's you know put that. it this Man, way.
2: See, you, Let's yeah, put it I, this way. Well,
1: look at it, though. You got to look at it realistically.
2: Dana White is the general manager of an NFL team with a hands-off owner.
1: I like that.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I like that better. Yes, you can't be the boss if you' not putting up. All but the at money. the
2: same time, he's a yeah, general manager that owns a percentage not. of the team.
1: He does, and and, I, and I the best. This- Agree with you, Platt. The, the boss is the person that makes the decisions. It doesn't just have to be the person that makes the, that that puts up the money. That's a benefactor. The boss,
0: the boss is the guy that puts up the money because at that, the end of the day, if they want something done, they're the one that's writing the checks. So it was gonna get done.
1: It's written in his contract that he's over the company until he does. Then,
0: it,
2: it, it, don't like.
0: Until they, he does something that they don't like, and they pull his coat back a little bit, and then he got to do what they say to do. You can't okay. be the boss if you're not
1: financing the shit, man. you just. Well, that's then this is in Nobody's a boss in the, in, the, in the United States, then, because all these people, all these major companies have CEOs and, yes. and boards. Yes. Board, so, so people, the CEO is the boss of the company. I'm not disagreeing with
0: what you just said. Yes, that's my point. He that's who has not my the. Goal, he's
1: the CEO. He who has the goal makes Dana is the CEO of the UFC is the CEO of the UFC of the Ultimate Fighting Championship Incorporated. Dana White is the CEO and promoter.
0: So you don't think he's gonna make a decision that the Mellow Farmers has put up the money are gonna disagree with? You don't think he you, you think he's able to do that? You don't think with
2: yes, since he started, okay, since, let, he, since he revived the UFC, he has worked autonomously. Let's let's end this conversation like this. The people who obviously own the majority share of the UFC believe in what he's doing, okay? And here's my point in case. He p- tries to put together the best fights. He gives bonuses for spectacular finishes, best fight of the night, things of that nature. That all happens. He because
0: he, he ain't writing the checks, man. He doesn't give bonuses. He's not writing the checks.
2: You're not helping yourself right now. How am I not helping
0: myself? Because he is the
2: one who implemented the system that they support. And he is the one that sets the fights. He tells them what they should or shouldn't do. And he knows that he needs better fights as opposed to the best fighters fighting each other to gain sponsorships. Much like what happened on Saturday night. Okay? Curtis Blades... Dominated Alexander Volkov in a three versus seven heavyweight title fight, or not title fight, but rankings fight. Okay, Blades is a phenomenal wrestler. He just sat on top of uh, Alexander Volkov, who's six seven, by the way, a gigantic Russian with great punching power. He just took him down and, and laid on top of him for three rounds. Volkov relates in the No, stop. Volkov got a few blows off in the fourth round, looked kind of good, only round he won. Blades went back to do the same thing. Now, granted, he was gassed giving his interview at the end. Volkov, I think, is much better than people think. But Dana White said after the fight, I'm unimpressed because it was a boring fucking main event. Dana White has all these people's money's interest in their best interest for putting together great fights. So yes, do much like boxing overlooked people that deserve a shot you know is that the case in point definitely but it's entertainment and he does a good job and he is really in charge of how the show is going to flow and who's going to fight who yeah i'll give you
0: that he is in charge of how the show flows and who's going to fight who but
2: and that's the company that's the company relies on that without that if you just put together cupcake fights all the time people are gonna get bored so you think that uh, you also
0: think that p diddy or uh, sean combs is the head of seroc you also think that oprah winfrey is the head of own network like this is that that's pretty much what this is and i'm not shitting on dana because he found a lane for himself and i'm not mad at him i'm not hating i'm just stating i'm just putting out the obvious facts at the end of the day, this melon farmer gets a W two just like the rest
1: of us. He don't get a ten forty. He gets a W two. The the issue that I think that we all have is you are hung up on what the word boss means. That's what I think the issue is. Because when you bring up Diddy and Sirac, Diddy is a figurehead. Diddy has no nothing to do with anything in Sirac other than what his flavor is. Dana White does every single business. Move Of the UFC Everyone You don't believe me Look it up for yourself That is factual Open information Dana White is the Elected president And CEO Of the company The company Elected president and CEO Of the company As well as A minority owner Now You keep bringing up All these other things That are very clearly People who are Sponsored And paid to do something That's different this man is no different than the than the CEO of Google or the CEO of Disney, of Microsoft or the CEO of this, that, or the other. Bill Gates owns Microsoft. The CEO runs. Mike. That is a very, very simple thing, man. It's drastically different than the stuff you bring up. So if, it. Is? If,
0: Go ahead. I apologize. Please continue.
1: No, 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 no. I'm, no, I'm sorry, man. All I'm saying is, let's just, let's just agree to just stop using the word boss, and use owner and president because the word boss is where we're losing each other. I think.
0: I think we're saying the same thing. You know what I mean? We're saying the same uh, thing. Yes, not, he runs the shit, but at the same even, point in time, if if he makes a decision that goes against the Miller farmers that's putting up the money, guess who's gonna win? And it
1: ain't gonna be Dana. Spoiler alert. Okay, sure, Chris. In in twenty five years that Dana's been involved with in UFC, it's never happened. But yes, uh, you wanted to possibly happen, sure, oh, Kenny. Sure. Yeah, because when, when he
0: came along, the Fertitas yeah. were the oh, owners, man. and then they sold it to William Morris Endeavors. Those are the bosses. He's the figurehead.
2: Kenny, he's not gonna us.
0: do shit that they Kenny. don't agree with. He Kenny not.
2: Killer, shout out Kenny Killer, save us. We. We we got another topic to talk about. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you <laughs> to make sure you check out
1: thechairshot. dot com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out thechairshot. dot com.
2: You two could sit there and argue about that for the next three hours, and you know, I think you said, yeah, that you already we're had not gonna to get anywhere.
0: <laughs> this is why Ray and I do good podcasts because we both have uh, we we have divergent points. We both respect each other and love each other, but we also piss each other off. But it, it goes for good yes. podcasts. It yes. leads to good podcasts.
2: Sounds like <laughs> yours and mine conversation and relationship as well.
0: Exactly. That's
2: <laughs> why you're here too. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Ray and I get along so uh, so well. We hate you.
0: Yeah. say, Oh, Platt's <laughs> an asshole.
1: You're, you're,
0: you're, you're, yeah. Your your private chat uh, that I don't know about. Yeah, Platt's an asshole. Yeah, he is.
2: <laughs> oh man. I promise you we don't talk about you in our private chat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's 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 get on to a topic and it let's make it brief. Because I want to talk about the seriousness of the fact that There's not going to be a baseball season this year, right? They're not operating together in good faith. It happened again. There was a proposal put out, and then Manfred changed it after he sent it out in an email. Uh, You guys' thoughts, Ray was on this from the beginning, uh, and Platt and I weren't quite listening to what he said, but I don't think we were quite, quite, quite catching on to what he was saying at the time. So Ray, like, just go back to where your initial opinion was and and what you had thought and and we missed. Ain't
1: going to be no season. Ain't going to be no season. You have a season, a a sport that has a season built on 162 games. You're involving sponsors, you're involving television networks, there's so many things involved. And this is a collectively bargained sport. So by playing has to agree with which is run, which which the MLB is essentially the 30 owners, and they have and and the uh, um Manfred I think is in there, right? Rob Manfred,
0: yeah.
1: The owners want their money. The players want their money. The owners aren't going to get, get their money because they already lost over a hundred games, right? The players say. You already got all the money anyway. Pay us what we owed. We'll do less games if you pay us our full salary. Well, no, we won't do it because if we give up something, you should give up something. This is our livelihood. If we, if the players don't get paid by the Major League Baseball, ninety-five percent of the players ain't gonna get paid. If the owners, miss this entire season. They still billionaires. It was never gonna. So it's a. It, it this is a the richest game of chicken you'll ever. This is why in our lifetime we've seen three work stoppages. Is this will be this be the third in baseball, or just the second?
2: They were quote. They were
1: be the fourth.
2: Right? No, no, no. Then for baseball, they were close in the early two thousands, but it didn't happen. The only one we've seen is 94. 95, 95, 95.
0: 94, yeah. 95. yeah, ninety five. Or ninety six, yeah. No, that was ninety five, right? Yeah, but 94,
2: 94, 95, 94 so whatever, ninety four. ninety four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, just ninety four. No, just ninety four. No, baseball happens in one yeah. year. It was ninety four. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I and I I remember for sure it almost happened in the mid two thousands or the early two thousands. But it just was. It was never gonna happen. I just I just knew it because there's this much money involved. It, nobody's. Ever, it's this is it's a it's it's a high price game of chicken, and it's a game of, no you fix it, no you fix it, and it's it's to the point now where they just tell us that they will show up, and baseball can't even do that. Baseball can't even do that. It's just not gonna happen so both of you gentlemen please educate
0: me man because the last thing that I saw on this is that the players wanted to play 80 games and the owners wanted to drop it down to 70 games so educate me man like where am I ignorant on this I'm, I'm clearly ignorant but I'm saying like that we can fix that you know what I mean we can probably meet in, the, meet in the middle and say okay we'll do 75 and we can keep it groovy like a 10 cent movie so what am I missing here
2: Uh, the players wanted 70 it was offered 60 and then they went back and an email was sent to tony clark from manfred saying if we don't finish the regulated games of the regular season this year people that are cut or things of that nature would result in less pay from 2019 and qualifying players like that so There was like an added stipulation added to the end of it. Uh, After everything was over with, it was like, okay, we're good. And then five minutes later, there was extra shit sent over. So to me, they're not going to have a season. Just don't have a season. They are the league most affected by this because of the timing besides college sports like college basketball. Um, But because college basketball is not going to continue. They were like three days away from... They, they were not three days away. They were the day of starting the tournament. It was St. Patrick's Day, right? Because you had the plans on Tuesday and Wednesday. And they were right there. Um,
1: but they, they were in the middle of conference tournaments, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but major sports... Everybody else has come back or has a plan to come back. We've talked about it, Right. Baseball needs to just—they're—they're—they're not—it's they're, they're not, not going to happen. The owners should do something and just give a players part of their salary, and that way they're going to be okay until they come back and start at the regular time. Don't not shift the baseball season. Baseball, more than every other sport, relies on weather, because mm-hmm. your locations are set. Your locations aren't set up in golf like to appropriate the seasons for weather. And for football, it doesn't really matter. Because you can have champions as far north as Green Bay outside. And, you know, I mean... Miami. I guess, there you go. Well, the Dolphins haven't won in a while, but, you know. And I've said
0: this on these airways before. And, you know, baseball is uniquely positioned. And I think that their players' union has more leverage than some of the other unions. Because... Kind of what we were talking about earlier, you know, it's expensive to play baseball up front. So with the exception of the Latino brothers that are out here, most guys, you got to have some paper to play baseball just because it's expensive growing up. So these guys aren't thirsty as opposed to maybe the NFL or the NBA where those guys live paycheck to paycheck. A lot of these guys come from socioeconomic Affluent backgrounds Upper middle class type of thing So they're not going to be hurting If they don't get paid So that mean, that being said man they have the leverage To kind of dig their heels in And get what they want And if they don't get what they want They're comfortable with just not playing And just saying what the hell with it So yeah I, I don't know where this baseball is going I know PC you've talked about this On these airwaves you don't think there's going to be a season Ray obviously you don't think there's going to be a season I honestly don't know the thing that I'm looking at, more importantly, or not more importantly, but I'm interested to see what happens with NFL football because, it, it, you know, regardless of whatever's going on, and let let me say this right now: there's going to be another spike because you Mellow Farmers went outside before anything was good, so we go we finna have Rona two electric boogaloo, and it's gonna hit right around the time that the NFL starts. But it's hard for me to believe that. America is not going to have an NFL season because if there's no NFL, I truly believe that you, Mellow Farmers will turn this shit into the Hunger Games. If there's no NFL season, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> since <laughs> the
0: real
1: life purge, yeah. Since,
2: since we're gonna skip the uh, NBA today, I think the thing that fans are most looking forward to is fantasy football coming back, and hopefully there's a season for that. Yeah. But I want to officially announce that. If you're on ESPN in a NBA basketball league, a fantasy basketball league, they announced that wherever it ended, ended. So I won my NBA fantasy league this year, first time ever. So, you know, little Barry Horowitz. Can I can I,
1: can I give you some breaking news? Do you have a breaking news uh, drop? Yes he, yes, he does.
2: Yes, I he would does. Have, I would believe that's most definitely possible as long as that you know I could talk long enough to find it, but you know. I believe that we can do that. I think it's up here somewhere. I don't know why I missed it. Breaking
1: news. MLB owners voted unanimously to proceed with the 2020 season under the terms of their March 26th agreement with the MLB Players Association. Uh, They uh, owned the house Commissioner Rob Manfred to implement a schedule of his choosing, likely between 50 and 60 games. In its statement, the league asked that the Players Association provide two pieces of information by 5 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. The first being whether players will be able to report to training in their respective cities by within some days, which is by July 1st. So they got to be able to get to their home city by July 1st. The second is, and this is the one where the Players Association is going to fight back, I'm sure. The second is whether the union will agree, quote unquote, unquote, will agree on the operating manual, which contains the health and safety protocols necessary to give us the best opportunity to conduct and complete our regular season and postseason. So as of right now, it seems like Major League Baseball is going to force a season if they can agree on the players get into their cities and health and safety protocols. Which means it's not going to have a damn season. So there you go.
0: Yeah, because, uh, yeah, that second statement that you made, does not everybody else on this podcast see how ambiguous that was and how it was just a big word salad that meant absolutely nothing?
1: Legalese is often ambiguous for that yes. very purpose because yes. nobody yes. wants to read it. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, I mean, so let me ask y'all this, though, man, if they want to proceed with this season, because these guys do have contracts and they have a fair right. Like, I, I see both sides of this argument. The owners are saying, well, we're not going to get the TV rights deals because we're not playing 162 games, yada, yada, yada. We ain't got it. And and then the players are saying, well, we signed the contract to get this. So that's not our problem. So how how does this work if they do have a season? Do they just get them on the back end? Like, we? you know, they prorate the contracts and we got it's you pro-rate. on the back end on the Bobby Bonilla side of the game? Is that how that works?
1: No, it's just prorated. They're just going to – so so if – if I make $20 million, my $20 million is prorated to 162 games, you're yeah. going to prorate that $20 million to whatever the number of games I would play is. So, math in my head is 160 to 60, so that's what, like... 37%. 40%, 37%, so 37% of 20 million is what you're getting.
0: Oh, you can suck my dick. I'm not doing that.
1: That's the point <laughs> That's the entire point
0: At the same time If
2: you're a Major League Baseball player That's been making a lot of money And you haven't really saved anything And you owe a lot because you expected the money to keep coming in You're going to take your 3.7 million on your 10 million dollar contract Because you need to pay off The lifestyle that you haven't saved up for
1: that, But then, that, Go ahead Bryce. I'm, I'm sorry And I, I hate to be the integrity of baseball guy but legitimately baseball teams don't really get into their stride until game 70 or 80 or 90 it takes a while to get into the stride if you got a 60 game season that's not going to be good baseball
0: and you know that, that you kind of go to the point that I was trying to make PC which is a lot of these guys that play baseball, they come from socioeconomic backgrounds where they come from money because it's expensive to play baseball. So they're not hurting for the bread. They'll be alright. Like, they have you know, they have enough money where they can stick to their, convic- their convictions and, and say, well, no, if you're not going to pay me, you're not going to pay me. Now, that doesn't necessarily apply to the uh, a lot of the Latino brothers that come over here from, you know, they come from a level of poverty that we can't even uh, fathom here in America. So that doesn't factor them into this, and I think that's an interesting subplot to this whole thing. But the Miller Farmers, that I'm sure, that are ruling the Players Union and the Players Association, they come from a background where they can say, no, fuck it. If you're not gonna play me when I'm supposed to get paid, we just not gonna work. So sure, this
1: is gonna be it, interesting. But in the same breath, if a if a if a if a billionaire drops a hundred dollars, He's gonna bend over to pick that shit up. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. money, money. Well, that that's the problem because
0: you don't become a billionaire by spending your own money. So they're not gonna want to spend their own money
1: doing. we are not having a season. <laughs> All right. Hey, if you if you want your baseball fix, you better catch Korea, the Korean Baseball Association. <laughs> you got to get
2: up at 3.30 and, yes, oh, yeah, four thirty five thirty in the morning. There yeah. you go.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, folks. Oh,
0: Espen, yeah.
2: We got three topics we really want to get to, so we're going to give some quick hits on our opinions on those three topics when we come back.
0: Why should you visit
1: TheChairShot.com?
0: TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Ooh. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
2: Always use your head, Platt. I love this
0: fucking show, man. I just had to throw that out there.
2: We have a good time. I hope everybody uh, is having as much good time as we do. Even when we argue, we really do listen to each other. Uh, we enjoy when we do counterpoints. Sometimes Platt does it just for good podcasting, I think. <laughs> and he gets – Oh, yeah, please. And, like, and he suckers Ray and I in think on it.
1: don't be listening?
2: <laughs>
1: Y'all think Platt don't be listening.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love both of you guys. And I think that both of you guys a lot of times are a thousand percent absolutely unequivocally wrong but I love you guys and I wow. respect your sports opinions. Look at that. So, you know, I give you credits, even though uh, you're wrong.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> you, uh, uh, you do all the hard work. Oh, uh. I,
0: I do. I do. It's hard. goddamn work. If you can't read
2: between <laughs> the lines on that one, folks, listen a little bit deeper. All right. We got three topics. We really wanted to talk. About. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. we got three topics. We really wanted to talk about, uh, And let's just do them in the order we were going to hit them on. Brett Favre made some comments this week on the fact that he believes in what Kaepernick did, and he thinks he's going to reach a legendary status in the future, uh, looking back on history, much like Pat Tillman, you know, went ahead and sacrificed for a cause he believed in. So I can draw the line there. Uh, How did you guys feel about that comparison?
1: i the 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 intention is very beautiful, I think there the parallels are more striking than you think. Yes Pat Tillman gave his life for the military, but his point the point is Pat Tillman sacrificed his life for what he thought was right. Kaepernick has essentially sacrificed his livelihood. He ain't dead.' God hope that nothing happens, but he sacrificed his livelihood for what he thought was right, was ostracized for four years. He's more like Ali. Then I would say Pat Tillman. Sure. Um, because but, but, he... but
2: football wise, where else would you draw a connection? Sure. Maybe you know that's 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 like, all you got. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I it doesn't really make sense, but it does make sense overall. Is that kind of the feeling you had?
1: Yeah. But but uh, my last Sorry. quick point is no, no. That's you're right. My last quick point is Brett Favre sounds like a Warriors fan that became a fan in twenty in twenty fifteen, hmm. like where were you when we believe was going down? Where were you when run TMC and, and, and all these, like, I appreciate that you're saying it now, and I don't want to be that dude, especially that black dude, to say, but you should have been, I don't want to be that guy. If you get there, you get there. But, four years, nothing has changed about Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick's message, Colin Kaepernick's words, or Colin Kaepernick's actions. Nothing has changed. But now he right they don't feel right to me but i appreciate the sentiment
0: it's hard for me to say that kaepernick is this generation's ali when kaepernick signed a 30 million dollar deal with nike but i'm not (laughs) going to be the black guy that shits on colin kaepernick on the air i'm not about to be that guy and i'm not saying that his message wasn't right i'm not saying he's he wasn't righteous in what he was saying i'm not saying that he didn't get blackballed at all Ostracized by the NFL because clearly he did. Like, I mean, goddamn Peterman. Nathan Peterman got a goddamn job. You tell no, me Nathan, no. that Peterman is a better quarterback than kyle Kaepernick? There you go. The, Peter yeah. no, the Peter Peterman.
1: The Peterman. Yeah, you're
0: right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the Peterman. You're telling me the Peterman is a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick? Like, you know, it's. Thirty-two teams. They got sixty-six quarterback jobs. You're telling me Colin Kaepernick is the sixty-seventh best quarterback in the NFL? No, that's bullshit. You you, you can't find me on that. But at the same point in time, I yeah, I had mixed feelings all about that thing. But it's not something that I'm going to say in public because I, I'm just not going to go there. To
1: the to the Nike point. I I think about that. And I think about Stephanie McMahon's statement, which is which she got killed for, but is. Ringing very true. Philanthropy is the future of marketing.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's all about your brand. And it's good for your brand, in quotation marks, to be woke, also in quotation marks. It's good for the brand. So, how many of these melon farmers are doing this because that's what they feel in their heart? And it's not my, I can't say what's in somebody's heart. I don't know what intentions people have. But all I've been saying, throughout this whole shit I've been saying the same thing on every platform I have you're seeing a lot of performance art happening right now I'm not saying I'm just saying yeah
1: Yeah, but the luck we have as a people in this country look I'll take it that's
0: fair that's fair but let's see if we get some goddamn legislation and we actually get some actual change as opposed to these symbolic gestures That's that's all I'm on
2: Before we move on to the next topic, and not to cut it short, but we're quick hitting the last three, yes or no, around the horn, will Colin Kaepernick ever be on an NFL roster for a regular season game and suit up for a regular season game? Yes or no? My answer is I don't believe so. My answer is no.
1: No. No.
2: All right. Let's move on. We can explore that more as that happens down the road. I thought that was a really good conversation. Uh, We're going to touch on this ever more so briefly. Just because we all are wrestling podcasters as well, and it is sports and entertainment, and sports is entertainment, and uh, there's been a lot of accusations and things that have come to light about the poor behavior inside of professional wrestling specifically men towards women and it's ridiculous and we've covered it i covered it on pot is war with dp and aj balaz and it comes down to personal accountability now at the time we hadn't known everything it was friday afternoon when we were recording and we didn't think riddle would have ended up uh, debuting on smackdown Now, when a company that knows what's going on fully ends up putting you on TV like that, I like to think that those accusations may have not been true, but I am only assuming and wondering what's going on. This is all alleged, especially for everybody else that's accused and things that haven't been pushed forward. But to me, on opposite ends of the spectrum, it really seems like major corporations, WWE, decide to go forward with promoting matt riddle while impact decided to and uh local the, the bar wrestling decided to shut down uh on you know uh, joey ryan
1: to be fair matt riddle that was taped last week
2: But so they still they but cut they, cut they still out aired out, it 30
1: minutes of the show
2: they could have they could have they could put something else in there if they really didn't think that, that was going on he has a restraining order against that. I'm not trying to defend. I'm just trying know, to present the saying. facts, right? So like I don't wanna get I don't want to get called out on this shit. I'm just reporting. <laughs> you know, sure, I, sure, sure. And I'm not trying to make light or laugh or anything. I'm just saying I, I, I don't want people's opinion of me and my opinion to be insensitive of this of this subject.
1: No, no, no. And and and, and for the record and I'm about to I'm about to roast these dudes. But for the record as much as the accuser deserves their right to speak their truth, the accused deserves the right to defend themselves if they feel that they've been wronged, right? That, that is just legally, that's the right thing to do. So I, let's say that. I, the way TV is done, it's really hard to change 30 minutes of a show. What they could have done that they didn't do, which is probably more telling than anything, it's a big deal. What they could have done was put a disclaimer before he came out. They could have done that. But I see your point. Um, Men, we need to be better as humans, we need to be better to our women, we need to be better to ourselves, because for so long, and you, you can look at this exactly like you can look at the racial situation, for so long, we as men have dominated the world, for so long it's been okay to say things, and to believe things, and to think things, and think that no big deal, nobody cares and it's affecting people's livelihoods. I am a father of two girls. I see this more than I've ever seen now because of my daughters. Not only am I a father of two girls, I was raised by a single mother and by my grandmother. So I've been raised by nothing but women. So when you say things like, oh, that girl looks so good, I wanted to rape her. Like, that is not a joke and I understand that we all especially us three make off color jokes to ourselves that are probably things that if we said in public we would not be people would not appreciate but there is a level to what you say and there is a there is an accountability to what you say and more importantly there is a a there is a truth to what you mean In every joke there is a modicum of truth in the joke that's why it's funny so you have to be careful of the things you say more importantly the things you do when you are in a position of power when you have something over somebody when you can control a person's livelihood or how they act or do you cannot control what a person says or does you cannot make a person feel as if if I don't have sex with you I won't have a job that is a foul foul disgusting despicable thing to do I will Give, I will seed the fact that in most in, in most of these ac- accusations, there is inevitably something that's going to come up as exaggerated or untrue. But by and large, if a victim or in, an accuser says something happened, especially when it's sexual assault or rape, I tend to believe them because you can you imagine how hard it is to come forward. And say that this person did this to me Especially when you're in the same industry So I'll talk about it more on my show Outsider's Edge We were going to do a show Thursday And then the David Starr information dropped And we just didn't feel like it was right You know, We just didn't feel like we didn't have all the information We didn't feel like it would be respectful to all those involved And then next thing I know uh, Over 100 people got dropped Be better Men be better
0: so let me say this: I one thousand and twenty percent agree with literally every single word that came out of my brother Ray Cash's mouth. I totally second everything he said, and he put it beautifully, and he put it eloquently, and I agree with everything he said. So whatever he just said, you can pair it my thoughts and feelings about what's going on right now. That's how I feel about everything that's happening right now. And shout out to the women and the and some men as well absolutely, that felt brave enough to come out and tell their stories. And also shout out to the men and women that didn't feel brave enough to tell their stories, whether they weren't comfortable with sharing that to the public or they felt some sort of a professional backlash that it was going to somehow Ruin their position in the industry if they come out came out and said something. So we we you know we got to show them their love as well because we all understand that we all make sacrifices in our professions because we got families to feed and you got to pay rent and you got to eat. You know what I mean? We all make those sacrifices, so you got to be able to understand that for, to a certain level. And. My issue with this, and we'll we'll get more into this on Potter's War, which is going to come out Thursday on the Chairshot Radio Network. The professional wrestling industry. This is an industry that is, it's literally built on liars and thieves and charlatans and hucksters and shysters and just the most vile of people like there's a reason that you know gentlemen like MVP and Booker T after serving a stint can be you know welcome with open arms in it in this industry and that's not a knock on either of those two gentlemen
1: they no, they rebate their lives
0: yeah yeah there's no that's not a knock on them man like they they took their second chance and they they played it to the limit but the point that i'm trying to make by bringing those two gentlemen up is that they are choir boys compared to most of this industry like that's just what this is and i don't know how you fix this i i really don't i don't know what the answer is i'm gonna ask the questions but i don't know what the
1: answer is what is the answer how do you fix this can I can I make one more point? And I know I know we're strapped for time, PC, but I wanna make one more point I didn't make earlier and I think this is more important than the first point. We as fans, we're, we're all shit. And I would say why well, we're all shit as fans. Yeah. Because we're yep. more interested in yes, all of us. We're more interested mm-hmm. in, oh well I like the clothesline he does and the flippy doos he mm-hmm. does, so he couldn't have done it. No. Everybody is capable of doing anything given the situation. Yeah. So, you know, if it it it, it it, it doesn't matter how much you like somebody, how much somebody has given you enjoyment. I'm gonna shout out my brother Kyle. I love that man. That is my as he is as blood as possible can be. Kyle was the biggest Joy Ryan fan I've ever met in my life. Love that man to death. Kyle cried when I told him what happened. Like he cried. That's how much he loved Joy Ryan. You know what I mean? Now Kyle is one of these people out here who's saying, "Oh, but Joy, but maybe he no." Kyle threw away his shirt and just Accepted what happened and moved on with his life That's the reason Why these people continue to do the things that They they do because there's always going to be Somebody out here caping for them Or defending them how can you Defend what Sammy Guevara said You cannot defend that but All over Twitter all over the internet It's people saying well it wasn't that bad it's just Locker room talk that's what gets People killed That's what gets people killed we just talking about women. We're not talking about our gay people or our gay lesbians and trans people or the fact that, like, 30% of the trans boys try to commit suicide or whatever the number is. Be better. It is not hard to be a good fucking person. Be better, man.
0: I agree with what Ray said, man, and we are all full of shit when it comes to this. But, I mean... That's the wrestling industry. And maybe we're all culpable because we turn a blind eye. Because, I mean, yep. if you, as long as we've been watching this industry, we know that the industry ain't full of shit. It's full of shit, rather. And, and we know people that have been in the industry. We know this shit is terrible. And maybe we're part of the problem because we turn the blind eye and we say, because we're in love with this art form. And we just, we turn a blind eye to all the bullshit that goes on in the industry. But I mean, this industry isn't shit then there's a reason why a lot of ancient melon farmers are attracted to this industry and are able to thrive in this industry. So maybe Enjoy we're the problem,
1: problem but... Joy Ryan's literal gimmick was, grab my dick and I'll grab your boobs. We missed that? We didn't. We didn't. That's my point.
0: We didn't. We didn't miss that. We turned a blind eye because we love wrestling. We turned a blind eye. So we're as culpable as anybody else, and I'm glad that Ray called this out because we're all full of shit point blank period that's what it is we got to do better and I don't know again I don't know where do we go from here because I I just don't know I I don't know how we fix this and how this gets better I really don't we can't hear you sir
2: Maybe that's why. Maybe this better. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll finish it like this, and I apologize. My entire thoughts can be found on last week's DWI podcast, and I'll close this subject with this because this subject needs closing it's interesting that a major corporation like wwe and i understand your thoughts ray on it was taped the week before but if they really wanted to pull this they could have pulled it and they could have played an old match and redid the show and edited it up and it would have been fine right went ahead to go ahead with that so you're going to have that end of the spectrum and you're going to have the other end of the spectrum with Joey ryan right and unfortunately i think we can all agree that almost a, a very not almost but a large majority of these circumstances are going to be on the sad end and not the false end. Let's move on like this, folks. I apologize for the poor transition, but these are difficult topics and difficult times. And our last topic I want to get a little upbeat for, so we'll be right back. Chair Shot
0: Network. thechairshot.com always use your head
3: I have to announce to you that I will never
2: retire I don't think he's going to retire it was the end of the documentary and what a documentary it was and this show started covering a documentary and we've enjoyed others along the way, Long Gone Summer Bruce Lee Obviously we started with, uh, with with The Dream I Knew with, with Mike himself. <laughs> so uh, my favorite of all right there. But The Undertaker doc, I, I would put it ahead of the other documents I've seen. Lance Armstrong included there. Maybe not Andre's from HBO, but uh, definitely ahead of Ric Flair's for me. Um, what did you guys think? What was your opinion, man? Uh, is he retired? Because I talked with a couple people at work today, male and female, all big wrestling fans. And we all talked about it. We all watched it. We all enjoyed it. It's always great to hear Undertaker give his thoughts on what's going on as a person, as as Mark, right? And we talked about this before, Platt. Uh, Michelle comes off as the best, one of the best wives ever who just cares about her husband, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, right? yeah. So, and the fact that she's so willing to say if you really want it, I understand. Go ahead and go back because she does understand, right? But are you not convinced? I'm not convinced until he doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania and he actually is one of the people inducted into the Hall of Fame.
0: I I feel like I said this on Potter's War last week. Again, you can find Potter's War every Thursday on Cheshire Radio Network on the com. It depends on what happens here because we talked about this. I don't remember if it was off air or on air that I'm expecting another spike, i.e., Rona 2, electric boogaloo, somewhere around the fall. Because,
2: you why know, do, I, I always do thought... this with everything. You know, it's like jam in the sand, electric flu boogaloo, you know. What, what? How bad would it have to be for you not to rhyme tragedy? You see what I did there? I rhymed that. Nuclear warfare. Nuclear warfare. And that's why we're up in here. Nuclear warfare, we won't go there.
0: (laughs) Nuclear (laughs) warfare, we won't go there. Like, I mean, goddamn, can I try to add some personality to the miller Farmer proceedings? (laughs) Please and thank you, thank you, and please? Jesus Christ. Salutations and greetings, my friend. I assume we all want to try to make some money off this shit, and I think that might draw some money. Funny means
1: money. Make some money off the Rona? Not off the
0: Rona. I tried oh. to make money off the Rona, and Anna, Amber wouldn't let me, because I've got a, a Rona... I'm Like, I literally have a recipe for how you can get Corona off your table tops and shit like that, but Amber wouldn't let me sell it. But that's neither here nor there. Ever but clear what up. I said... <laughs> Water, I, I, I said all that to say... Essential oils. I, I I feel as if... Shut up, PC. I feel as if there's some synergy... You got it for free! yeah. Taker... Sorry, go ahead. That's great. There's some synergy when having Taker come out for a Survivor Series this year. Because that would literally mark his 30-year anniversary with the WWE and again I don't know if they're going to start having crowds back in you know in the vicinity come November I don't know what's going to happen there but I felt like I felt like that was a good ending point for him because he started at Survivor Series 30 years ago and then you wrap it up at Survivor Series 30 years later I feel like there's some synergy there somewhere somehow some way and I don't think that we've necessarily seen the last of Taker in a WWE ring because
2: of that what if that's where he announces reti- his retirement, Ray? That that's that might that
1: could be the thing. I mean, so let me to, let me speak to the Survivor Series thing first. Uh, I think we have to again, like like earlier with the Dana White conversation, we have to we have to really parse our phrasing correctly because retired don't mean appear can't appear. Retired means won't have another match. I think he's done wrestling. It mean, he can't come out and appear. So I think an appearance of Survivor Series would be apropos given the situation. And it would be really nice for not only for him to um, announce his retirement, but go ahead and say right then and there, all the months ahead of time, Hall of Fame inductee immediately. That would be a perfect, I think, circle. In terms of the doc and the finality, I think he's done for three very simple easy reasons. Number one, he was looking to go out on a shield. He was looking to go out on the match that he could be comfortable and happy with. Boneyard as he had, he spoke about was everything he wanted.
2: They like, basically set the precedent for a cinematic wrestling match right there and no one's topped it 100%. yet. No. And, no one
1: topped it they, yet. and
2: it's even better than
1: was, the those the Hardy compounds. Yeah, they improved on that that I
2: know people are gonna complain yep. about. Which is second. It's right up there.
0: And and I'm, I'm going to let you finish, Ray, but there was a definite, definite shift in tone between episodes 1 through 3 and episodes 4 and 5. There was a definite shift. I don't know if you guys picked up on that as well.
2: Well, was this released oh, because he decided he's going to retire? I mean, think about that.
0: Get shit together, Ray. We can't hear you, brother so while we get Ray back on the line I'm I'm just going to kind of expound a little bit about yeah there was a definite shift in tone between episodes 1 and 3 between episodes 4 and 5 because 1 and 3 it was the same shit it was like rinse and repeat it's like okay yeah I'm going to go out oh that didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to so I need to go out on my terms and then he has a good match he's like oh well maybe I got two or three more in me and it was wash rinse and repeat but I feel as if the tone shift between episodes four and five and he clearly saw that he probably needs to wrap this up. Can you can you hear us, Ray? Are you back?
1: Yeah, sorry. Um yes, there was a, a clear difference because one, two, and three were taped together. Four or five were taped together. That's why there was a break in between. So yeah, that but not only was it because of the break, but yes, the entire tone was different because of what happened in, in those in, in in that time of his life. But yeah, the first reason was he finally got the match he wanted. second reason was before the day before the boneyard, his brother died, and then Colby died. mess like, really hit him. Because so he realized, I've given so much of this of my life to this that I haven't given enough to my family. And, you know, now his... his, his you know, he already got a grown kid, but his younger daughter is, like, getting older now, and Michelle's tired of having to patch him back up together with, with Chicken Wire. And that's what I think he realized... I'm cool with the match I had. My family right here, why am I tripping? And I think the third reason, more importantly, is he had to learn who Mark Calloway was after 30 years of being Undertaker. What I mean by that is, he, uh, McFoley says something really, really pointed. McFoley, McFoley said, I've known him for 20 plus years. I knew him before he was the Undertaker, and I haven't called him Mark in like 20 years. He's Taker. He lived his gimmick so perfectly and so profoundly and so in-depth that I think he lost who he was in the character. He had to learn who he was again. Now that he's reminded who Mark Calloway is, it's easier to become Mark Calloway. That's the reason why when Stone Cold retired, he drove. He would take four-hour drives to go get a burger because he had to lose the, the gimmick and find out who Steve Williams was again before he could be comfortable. With anything in wrestling, so uh yeah, I think he's I think he's actually done wrestling, but he'll never stop appearing.
0: You said something really big right there, Ray, that I want to kind of expound on and get your thoughts on, and PC, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. You talked about how Undertaker got lost in his gimmick, and you look at guys like a like a Nature Boy Ric Flair, which. Ric Flair doesn't even exist anymore. He's just right. Rick Flair at this particular point in time. Like that's that's what it is at this point. And I I, I don't know if you guys both watched the uh, the documentary that they did about Sasha Banks on the network, and he and she broke down into tears talking about how it had been what what three or four years since somebody actually called her her actual birth name, and you know just we we don't understand. Yeah, and you know that that obviously has to take a toll on a Mellow Farmer man like just mentally man playing these two characters and uh, eventually man if you do it long enough you're going to become a caricature of yourself at some particular point in time and I think that I think Taker is kind of struggling with that and like like you alluded to Ray like I think he got lost in the character and somewhere along the line he rediscovered Mark
1: Mm-hmm. That thanks to Michelle.
2: That's the game, though, right? I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, PC Tunny, yeah. PC Tunny. Let's talk about that. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, not even close to what what the fuck we're talking about. But that's the game, right? You either get it or you don't, and you either live it or you don't. And you either do it all the time or you don't. And that's why guys like MJF, who are a small motherfucker with a limited amount of talent, get over because they live it all the time and they piss off little kids and makes news and Cody has to apologize, right? Things like that. Things like that happen where you're out in public all the time. And think about that documentary in the beginning. He gives Roman Reigns shit. He goes, you couldn't wait five minutes to check in? We're wrestling this weekend, right? Remember that? you see yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. there's certain yeah. th- there's one certain thing that I do not let happen on these airwaves when I'm involved or on these airwaves in general and y'all and and you know what it is <laughs> right I know, and I've, I know. And, and I've kayfabe fucked up and had to edit a shit out and it happens but I'm not going to let it happen because I want the kayfabe of what I'm trying to do and get over for the greater betterment of what we're doing And to me, the best part of that last episode was Taker sitting in with the big guys in NXT and not drilling them. He said, I'm not here to set your ass on fire. I'm not here to tear you down. I'm here to build you up and give my wisdom. And the greatest of the greats always impair their wisdom and they pass it down to others before they move on.
0: And shout out to Michelle McCool as well, because we all love Undertaker. And I think we come to a consensus that we can say that perhaps he shouldn't wrestle anymore because his best days are behind him. But she's the woman that has got to live with him every single day. And you know that Mellon Farmer is in pain and it probably takes him 10, 15 minutes to try to get out of bed every single day. So, shout out to her, because she's the one that's really got to deal with all that shit. And, you know, y'all know how women are, man. When you get when you find you a good woman that, like, really rides with you and is down for you, as I have, BTW, that, you know, everything that you go through and all the bullshit that you put them through, man, like, they, they take all of that on. And, you know, it's not fair, but it is what it is. You know, it's, it's
1: interesting that some of the women we've, as a wrestling collective, like, hated on for a long time, have ended up being not only the best wives, but publicly have done things with our husbands that the wrestling community has had to say, oh, wow, like, Brie Bell of wrestling hated when they find out she's the reason Daniel Bryan's wrestling again, oh, we love her now. Michelle McCool, wrestling hated her. Now she's the glue that's keeping Taker together. Oh, well, she wasn't so bad. Maybe she wasn't so bad in the first place.
0: I mean can we keep it a buck though because there's a lot of wrestling fans that can't get buns that's why they're wrestling fans so they already have a a disposition that is you know they, they, they feel a certain way about women you know what I mean? They like they I mean a lot that's where a lot of this shit comes from, man. Can we keep it a buck and a half? A lot of these fans that's eating pizza rolls in their grandma's basement. This is why I make fun of them because they feel a certain way about women because they haven't cultivated any skills to make women attractive to them. So they blame the women on the fact that the women don't want to sleep with them.
2: What how does it go? If you can't get buns, then you ain't got none, huh? <laughs> yeah. son.
0: Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a lot of the you know I mean let's just keep it a let's keep it to Virgil's man that's a hey, Ray got that one but <laughs> but I mean that's a lot of the negative backlash that women get in this industry like there's there's nothing wrong with being you know sexually attractive to a woman there's nothing wrong with that but at the same point i right, man you can also take it overboard but it, and, and then but the the point that I'm trying to make is. A lot of these melon farmers, they have resentment towards women because they can't get women. And it comes across. And a lot of these wrestling guys are the same way. Like, these aren't the melon farmers. Well, okay, number one, we got to pay homage to the women of the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. The women that were in wrestling because they dealt with a lot more bullshit than these women are dealing with now. And I'm not trying to disregard what the women are dealing with now, but can you even imagine what women dealt with back in the day trying to break into this industry? But on on on, on yeah, but on the flip side what I'm saying is like a lot of those guys were able to actually get women and a lot of guys now they aren't able to get women they're socially awkward they don't have game They they don't know how to talk to a woman so they're abusing their power to try to get women and that's not just a wrestling thing that happens in every walk of life like these melon farmers that didn't they got shunned by women as when they were young because they were lames so now they develop a hatred towards women so now when they get a little bit of power and influence they're going to try to use that power and influence to try to get some women and they do it wrong like th- 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 what I'm saying th- does anybody understand what I'm saying or is it just going to come off like I'm problematic too like is, am I going to get cancelled too does anybody understand what I'm trying
2: to say <laughs> somebody please uh, help me yeah I was hoping you'd wrap it up five minutes ago. I mean, I'm sure you made—I'm right, so sure you made a great point.
0: All right, fair enough. So I guess it's time to wrap it up. So uh, oh, Raymond, let the good shit. folks know God where they can it. find you? I got Raymond, you want to let the, the good folks know where they can find you?
2: Oh, uh, Ray Cash Black Lives Matter. That's my new center. That's my new call off now.
0: Right on, right on, Mister Tunney.
2: Uh, follow me at PC Tunney on the Twitter. You can obviously check this show out at Three Men Weave, and uh, yeah, all the information will be right there. TheCherishot.com. Always use your head. Ray, love you, brother. Glad you're back. Love you too, man. I love you guys.
1: I'm, I I missed this.
0: We miss you, oh man, and and welcome back. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at The Real C Plat. But uh, more importantly, man, make sure y'all go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, if you appreciate the content that we provide day in and day out with the chair shot, make sure we can keep providing that content by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and picking up a t shirt. We've got something for everybody. Hashtag journalism. Jesus did the job. Save tag team wrestling. Baron Corbin sucks. Yada yada yada. Bottom line is, look us up. Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash com. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. And again, yo, hey man, if you're used to getting women or you know how to get women, you probably don't have to be creepy about getting women. Bottom line is, man, don't be creepy, don't be a jerk. Don't be super aggressive. Don't try to force anything. How about this? What? 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 What about this? How about you throw it out there? What your intentions are, and let the woman make the choice. And if she chooses nah, okay, you gracefully bow out. That's the game. That's how this works. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. For the commissioner, P.C. Tunney. For Mr. Ray Cash, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Plaque. Thank you guys for tuning in to Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week. Saint Platt time, Saint Platt channel. Until then, shalom.
1: Be better!
3: TheChairShot.com
1: Always use your head.
3: is the center of the earth in the middle of the universe then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed don't freestyle much but i write them like such Word. amongst the fiends controlled by the screens what does it all mean all this shit i'm seeing <laughs> human beings screaming vocal javelins sign of a local nigga unravel uh-huh. my wandering got my ass wondering with crisis and all this crisis hating satan never knew what nice is Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers lips with fear Beware, two triple A, it, it might feel good, it, it might sound like it. a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game in life Behind the game, behind the game I got game, she got game, we got game, they got game got game it might feel good it might sound little something but fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing yeah was it something i said
0: pretend you don't see so you turn your head that's why we need fathers in the house man to teach young men how to have game game doesn't mean you got to bully a woman into getting what the fuck you want how about you learn how to talk to a woman what's wrong with that